respected scholars, brothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining the Imam Ali conference. And I want to say a special thank you to Sayyid Jawed Kaswini for putting together this and all the volunteers as well. On this panel, we are going to talk about universal Islamic values, and we are joined by two esteemed guests. Before we get into doing introductions about the guests, my name is Sayed Onabas Abdi. I'm a software engineer, content creator, and host of the Book Talk Today podcast, where I sit down with authors on a weekly basis to talk about their books. And on today's panel, we are joined by two esteemed guests. The first one is Dr. Craig Consendine. Dr. Consendine is an award-winning professor and the best-selling author of The Humanity of Muhammad, peace be upon him, A Christian View. Dr. Constantine is recognized as an authority in interfaith dialogue. He has written seven books and multiple articles for the field of Christian-Muslim relations and Islamic studies. And our second panelist is Sister Zainab Al-Sawaj. Sister Zainab is the co-founder and executive director of the American Islamic Congress that works hard to foster tolerance, promote civil society uh, and civil rights, and mobilize a moderate voice in the American Muslim community her writings have appeared in the Wall Street Journal and the Los Angeles Times, to name a few. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. So before we get into talking about this big topic of universal Islamic values, I think it'd be great just to give an introduction into defining what Islamic, universal Islamic values are. So Dr. Constantine, please uh, give your definition. Thank you, Anand. Um, so I think we actually have to begin, of course, with the atmosphere in 610 when the revelations that Muhammad had received from above like what was what was the condition that Muhammad was actually living in he was living in really a broken world uh, a world that was hyper tribal uh, unfair and unjust and really when i think big picture with universal islamic values it is actually kind of rooted in this ancient Hebrew saying of tikkun ulam, which means to heal a fractured world. Muhammad's revelations and, and receiving that and then letting this out, this is designed and destined to bring people together, not as part of a given tribe or a race or ethnicity, it's about our common uh, human values, not seeing each other in necessarily these identity categories, but seeing each other as more, you know, human qualities, uh, a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, a friend, a neighbor, a colleague. Muhammad was deeply engaged in healing these wounds that had risen through racism, through religious supremacy, and through tribalism. So he is coming and saying, hey, like this, this community that I'm forming here, it transcends all these categories. There's something bigger going on. We, we are a, a product of our creator. We're all human beings first and foremost. And I think this is a this is a very profound message and one that is actually more relevant than ever. Healing a fractured world, moving beyond seeing each other as this or that, 
but seeing each other as a human being. This is, this is a beautiful message. And I think at that period of time, it was a very revolutionary way of thinking because at that time, obviously, there was multiple tribes fighting for power. So his, his revolution to try and find commonalities among people and different tribes was revolutionary at the time. Would you agree, Sister Sohaj? Uh, definitely. Uh, thank you very much for having us uh, this afternoon for this is a very important su- topic and subject. Um, it's the value of uh, uh, or the universal va- Islamic values are actually not only uh, for Muslims in, in our world. Actually, it's a humanitarian value. This value is spread throughout humanity on many different levels at the same time on throughout the time. Um, starting with uh, uh, sharing uh, human dignity, uh, freedom, compassion and love, and equality. These are the values that was the base of the message of our Prophet, uh, peace be upon him, uh, to spread to human beings all around the world. Uh, as Dr. Uh, uh, Considine had just mentioned, it was very conflicted period of time, a lot of things happening at that, at that era. He came with a pure, uh, strong message, and this message was not only for that era. This message actually kept going on and on and on and developed throughout history up until our uh, uh, time right now. So these values, whether it is um, uh, faith values, universal humanitarian values, Quranic values, moral values, we all share it as a human beings and we um, to help us uh, move on in our life despite all the differences, despite all the uh, uh, way of worshiping our gods. Uh, this is the best uh, uh, message that has been uh, spread uh, at that time and it's been, uh, it's been going on with us now also through other Ibrahimic faith. Uh, faith that has been spreading this core value of uh, uh, of not only Islamic but humanitarian value as well. Mm. I think finding the commonalities between the different Abrahamic faiths is is very important. Definitely to find those common grounds and to open up the dialogue and and discuss what the similarities are between the two. I I know both of you mentioned, obviously, how the Prophet, peace be upon him, was able to embody those universal Islamic values during his time. But how did Imam Ali embody those values during his time as well and during his life? Well, I think what's remarkable about this kind of relationship between Ali and Prophet Muhammad, peace be with them both, is that they were really a reflection of each other. Uh, and, and, and Muhammad had great reverence for Ali because Muhammad understood that he understood, Ali did, these core teachings about what Islam is, is really about. It's about bringing people together. It's about community building. And it's not just community building for a certain group of people. It's community building for a diverse group of people that can come together around a core idea that is not linked to any idea of you know, religious supremacy, ethnic or racial supremacy. It's an idea of really, as I've mentioned in my previous work, a, a civic nation 
bringing people together, like in 622, for instance, you know, the constitution of Medina, uh, Ali was right there with Muhammad when these negotiations were taking place with the, the Jews and the, the pagan tribes of Medina in 622. And Muhammad brings these groups in Ali, again, right there, bringing people together to essentially say that what is going to unite us has little to do with any identity category that is dictated by our birth, but it's dictated by values. It's dictated by a constitution. It's dictated by things like freedom of worship, freedom of speech, freedom of conscience, the right to have a say in how you're governed. I mean, these are remarkable things to happen in 622. And I find it quite interesting as well that American values, the ideal of American values, all of these things I just mentioned, are really quite aligned with what we see in the Constitution of Medina. Muhammad, however, did it long before the founding fathers of this nation. But what, what we see here is a, is a confluence of civilizations, which is focused primarily on community building amidst a diverse group of people. How can we bring people together? We do it through a, a communal bonding linked to principles outlined in our law. That's very, very powerful to me. It's very powerful. And at, uh, like we said previously, it's very revolutionary. It's something that perhaps we take for granted right now in, in the democracies that, that we live in. And yeah, Sister uh, Sawad, please just talk about why you think that set the foundation for, for those types of democracies and, and political governance. I think, um, you know, Imam uh, Ali Ali Salam have shown uh, early on these signs of commitment. Commitment mm. not only to the faith, but commitment to the values yes. uh, of the faith, which is considered the base of that faith. He, uh, at an early age, he sacrificed his life that night when uh, uh, Prophet Muhammad was migrating to Medina and he stood, uh, stayed in his place. Uh, also, the, the, throughout that period of time when they were together, um, he actually um, uh, showed these values on the ground, showed it on the field, showed it for his ummah around him, whether in Mecca or in Medina, as well as when they, uh, the faith was spreading in the peninsula, as well as in other areas, uh, uh, Imam Ali was considered the anchor that hold all of these values together. Even after the Prophet, peace be upon him, passed, uh, Imam Ali had that strong uh, uh, sense and connecting to that value, and he wanted the nation to be together. Despite all the differences, despite you know who wants to be in power and who's not, on all of these uh, uh, conflicts that happened at that time, so that showed us that the values, uh, the Islamic values, uh, the faith values, the Quranic values, that the moral values that we have, these are considered the essence. And he kept kept it as well as he spread it and helped spreading it around to his uh, nation at that time. Yeah, and, and he did such a great job. 
yeah he did such a great job in spreading that and documenting that obviously through uh his his vice chairs and and those that followed him i think that our greatest challenge in today's age is making sure that we uphold those values and we keep up and keep those universal islamic values within our communities and and within our families as well you know from a from a ground level i think uh, uh, right now with, with our uh, young uh, within our generation the spread of social media the uh, lack of family time and all of these everyone is busy so these uh, essence considers the base of us as how do we want to develop our personalities our kids personality how do we want to bond together not only on a family level but also on a community level as well as on a universal level when we have an interfaith or intrafaith or you know we have to use these values to demolish all of these boundaries between us and others and also to keep our community and our families and our values as individuals strong i had something too on i i'd say this with ali like we're talking about one of the first believers one of the first believers and also taking an example like the Battle of the Trench, like someone who was so committed to the cause, so steadfast, that they're literally willing to risk it all, their, their, their own life. So we're talking about someone who is committed to a cause, not on a superficial level at all. This is like deep, a deep love and understanding for a cause. I mean, that is such a, a, a powerful thing. And it's a just cause. It's not just some ordinary cause that is going to give supremacy to one group of people. It's a cause to implement a vision that is coming out of the Constitution of Medina, which is a multicultural, multiracial, multiethnic, multireligious community. This is profound, I think. And I guess the, 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 the hardest thing for, for us and each one of us is to uphold those values to this day. And I think our greatest challenge, perhaps, from a community aspect is keeping up those values and transferring that. So I think it'd be great just to end by talking about your individual thoughts about how we actually uphold these universal Islamic values in, in today's world and, and into the future. We have to start with our children, with the youth, with education. Because ultimately, to carry this baton on of this, this just worldly vision, you have to teach the next generation to do it. So we have to be very careful and considerate with how we teach leadership. To, to make uh, leadership not something that is tribal. A, a true leader is someone who is able to unite people that are not like them. That's true leadership. That's bridge building. That's peace building. It's not easy to do, but we, we have to provide resources and, and, and a vision to the next generation to get this point across that it's common sense to work with the other, to work with people who are not like you, because the well-being of one group is going to be tied to the well-being of another group. It's not mutually independent. We are mutually dependent upon one another. So this makes sense to unite and to create a, a socially cohesive community. Well, um, 
from my part, uh, as we are running out of time, uh, we actually have uh, started doing this program among you. And uh, several universities around uh, the US, uh, we have about 176 chapters uh, in a project at universities for youth uh, and students there, uh, teaching them about leadership, human and civil rights issues, uh, core humanitarian values that we, which we are talking about in this, uh, in this uh, session right now. And uh, this program has been going on for uh, almost nine years. Wow. And uh, we have thousands and thousands of students that they have just uh, graduated, some of them, and some of them are still uh, part of the leadership program uh, on many different levels, social, political, uh, economic, and uh, religious, and so many. So we teach them these core values of our universal um, Islamic values or humanitarian values, as I like to, to call it, and um, uh, to deliver it, to help them not only in their own personal lives, but also to, uh, to keep our community and our uh, uh, youth uh, safe, uh, as well as educated, knowledgeable, yes, and yes. being able to fight all voices of hatred that we see around us. Hatred, not only for Muslim and against Muslims, no, but for all human Everyone. beings. Yeah, mashallah, sister, that's a that's a wonderful that's a wonderful thing you're doing. And mashallah, may it long continue. Yeah, Thanks. Godspeed. God bless you in this mission. This is amazing work. Thank you, thank you. Yes. Project Nord is one of the iconic uh, programs that we are very proud yes, of. I'm, very I'm proud familiar, of I'm familiar with it. Well. Yes, 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 definitely. Anyway, thank you both so much for your insight onto this topic of universal Islamic values. Your insights on this topic are much appreciated and I think there's a lot to think about in respect to the lives of the Prophet and what he spread with Islamic universal Islamic values and how Imam Ali followed on from that tradition and how we can all learn from it and use that in today's world as well. So thank you both again for your time and thank you to the conference and for this thank panel. Aslam wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace be with you all. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.